Casey's confidential. Hey. Oh. Kansas City's best. Ooh, Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. Each guest shares their personal stories of life in Kansas City and discuss the brands they have built. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Maddie Salerno, the marketing manager of the Conductor Club, Pierpont's at Union Station, and Hereford House. For those unfamiliar with the Conductor Club, it's a pop-up bar at Union Station that alternates themes. Some of the themes have included Willy Wonka, Alice in Wonderland, Tiki Express, Love Shack, and more. Not only operating as the marketing manager for the Conductor Club, Maddie is also the interior designer, chalkboard artist, and social media manager. Maddie has been with the company since the beginning of 2020 after a couple years in dental marketing post-graduation. Maddie graduated from Kansas State University and recently relocated to Denver, Colorado, where she works remotely. She heads back to Kansas City for every flip of the club. Her amazing team includes Scott Degert, bar director, Stephen Valenti, director of marketing, Maya Porter, marketing coordinator, and of course, a handful of amazing bartenders and servers at the Conductor Club. Without them, the ever-changing decor, rotating exquisite cocktails, and immersive experience, the Conductor Club wouldn't be possible. So welcome to the podcast, Maddie. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about Conductor Club and all the other fun stuff we do for Kansas City. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. I have been to the Conductor Club, um, I think, almost every theme. And it's so fun because, I mean, it's like a new experience every time you go. And it's so fun to see the drink menu and just how like into the themes you guys and and your whole team gets. Yeah, I definitely would say that it's kind of like our little baby, like our fun thing. So it all conductor club started in 2020. So when I first joined the team, it wasn't about the conductor club. It was about Pierpont's and Herford house. Um, and then we were all a little bored during quarantine 2020 and we're trying to figure out something to do. So we started as a tasting club actually in the summer. Um, and then when Christmas came around in 2020, we decided to try a pop-up bar in like a space that was unused inside Union Station. It actually used to be like a meeting room. And so it was blank walls. I'm sure I can dig up pictures of it, but um, after that, it kind of just evolved in 2021 and we kept going. So now it's kind of our little fun thing um, that was added to our plates. Um, and yeah, it definitely changes every single time. So I think that's like the most fun. It's definitely like our creative outlet, I would say for the marketing team, because we're all creative, but you know, sometimes it gets a little static in the corporate world and um, this is something super fun. So. And prior to the Conductor Club, what sort of uh, marketing things were you doing for Pierpont and Hereford House? Yeah, so when I first started, um, I was mostly focused. I do like email marketing. I still do everything that I did prior to Conductor Club now. So it's kind of just like an added level. Um, But it was social media, email marketing. We do paid social media ads and then pretty much all the graphic design for um, Pierpont's and Herbert House. So there's four Herbert House locations in Kansas City. It's a local brand. And then Pierpont's at Union Station um, is obviously right next to Conductor Club and all the food and everything comes from there. Um, Scott was is the corporate bar director. So he actually doesn't just manage um, Conductor Club. That's also his like little baby. So he is in charge of all the Herford House bars um, as well as the Pierpont's bars. So pretty much all the marketing, I would say definitely graphic design, social media, email marketing, all that sort of stuff for all three brands, I would say. 
you said that uh, the first real like pop-up theme was around Christmas time. So where were you getting your ideas? Because obviously the Christmas pop-up bars are really big in Kansas City. There's like the Miracle Pop-Up and a handful of others. So where were you getting ideas to help make the Conductor Club different and sort of a, a separate experience? Yeah, so um, in 2020, it was like, well, that was obviously the first year when we were like, okay, are people still going to do pop-ups? Like, what's kind of the vibe? There weren't as many, honestly, that year as there normally were, or it was like, there weren't enough for all the Kansas City people that wanted to go. So like that year, there was definitely like time slots for Miracle um, and everything. And so no one could get in. We're like, okay, well, why as well we, why, why don't we try it? I'm trying to honestly think of Okay, actually, I do remember it was like, it was, I was on vacation or something in, in October. And then I come back and like my bosses are like, so we're going to do a pop-up bar and take this, this over and do Christmas. Um, you go ahead and get, get started on the idea. So I was like, okay, I mean, it's obviously all those are really fun things. So I was like, oh, I love to like, you know, design stuff. Um, honestly, a lot of my inspiration comes from Pinterest, I would say. For some other pop-up bars, honestly, all over the country now has been a lot of pop-up bars. So other pop-up bars like Alice in Wonderland that we have has been done before. So it was kind of easy to draw inspiration from like there. People that honestly threw like crazy birthday parties for all these different themes as well sometimes. Um, I would say the ones that are a little bit harder are um, ones that people haven't done before. So like the Home Alone pop-up bar that we had this past Christmas. Um, that one, I really just studied the movie a lot. And there's all, there's obviously like blog posts because there's like fandoms and stuff. So it's like, what do people really, really love about like these themes and like Willy Wonka and all that sort of stuff. So uh, definitely inspiration from the movie. And actually I had, like, I hadn't seen Home Alone before. I know I'm just so uncultured. So I was like, okay, this is like my full research project. Um, of Home Alone and then like Love Shack and stuff. So online, I would say a lot and there's so much stuff out there. So we kind of just like do our own spin on it. Uh, we bounce ideas off each other. Scott and his team always come up with fun ideas. And of course, Steven and Maya do too. So we kind of all brainstorm and mostly online is where I would say I look. <laughs> yeah. And then, so you're obviously really creative, but even just the physical decor and the chalkboard. So if for anyone who doesn't follow the Conductor Club's Instagram, I think you usually post like reels of you changing the chalkboard and it's so mesmerizing, but like the awesome handwriting and the color and everything like that. I mean, when did you like get into that or did you teach yourself specifically for this job? Was that a skill you had already had prior? I would say I've always been kind of like a doodler. Like every time I've always just like kind of doodle, I kind of actually look at, um, I feel like chalkboard menus are like a thing kind of everywhere, at least just like I don't know, like a coffee shop or whatever. And I was like, okay, I could totally do that. Um, like at High V and, and Trader Joe's, like I see, oh, there's all these different fonts that you can do. And so when I look back at like the first one we did, so now we've done, I think 10, like 10 of them. So as they keep going, I, I definitely would say I've learned more about um, how chalk works as opposed to markers and uh, whatnot. So it's interesting to see like the progression of where I started with like pretty much the stick stuff. And now I'm like doing more shading and all this sort of stuff using different size markers. I still am passionate about just using white though. I don't know, it's just in my thing. I, I know I could use colors. I'm like, I just love the white and the look of like a real doodle. I would say I've always been kind of creative, but I've never done like chalkboards or anything like that before. And the big live skill stuff is fun. So I would say I taught myself and I'm always just kind of doodling and whatnot. And then the videos actually, so I had, um, I think last year I like lost my phone and then I, I had to buy a new one and I found it. So I've had to keep that second phone because each time that I do uh, the chalkboard, it takes about six hours, usually between four and seven hours, depending on like which one it is. And so I record the whole thing at like regular speed. 
Um, so I've had to use like my old phone for that in order to have enough memory for it. And then I just speed it up so we can get like the real content instead of, I always just get nervous if I do a time lapse and then I can't see the whole thing. So I just record the whole six hours on my phone um, and then speed it up. But those have been really fun too. Also like for myself to watch, I'm like, wow, this is like, do I have a real method on how I do it? I kind of go over here, then over here, then up here, then down here. But um, yeah, those are fun. And when you're getting ideas to like for the, for the Wonka theme, you had used the leftover shot glasses from the Tiki and painted the Oompa Loompa. So do you try to reuse a lot of the decor just to like upcycle it? Yeah, most definitely. So that was actually Scott's idea. Scott always has these fun ideas. I would say, um, I definitely come up with ideas in, as well as there, everyone else on the team, but Scott and Steven are very good about coming up with the ideas. And I would say I'm the executor on how should we actually get that done? So there are actually Oompa Loompa there. There were Oompa Loompa shot glasses that we could have purchased. And Scott was like, what if you just paint them? That one was honestly like it took a while, but those were fun. So another thing, every single time we've actually accumulated a lot of things. Obviously we started with nothing. We have like like the booze and all that sort of stuff and like from the very beginning we had no furniture we had no decor no glassware and so we kind of built it up since the beginning um in 2020 and so as we've kind of gathered more and more we get to reuse cocktail glasses and a lot of them I would say a majority honestly are thrifted Scott always kind of finds fun ones that he'll get on Amazon or or some bar website like um for potions and whatever, something that we don't really think you can find at the thrift store, but like the, for those fun, like vintage ones or just like something kind of out of the ordinary. I personally love thrifting. And so whenever I'm in Kansas city, I go a lot and like we search for certain things. So um, like right now, like today I went thrifting for our next theme and yeah, for everything like theme, we really do a lot of thrifting and try to repurpose. And then we'll either um, rent some things too, or we like sell them or give them away to our guests or we try to reuse them again. So like we found a ton of records for our love shock, um, mostly at thrift stores. So it's all pretty economical. And we're like, Hey, we're, we're reusing and bringing, bringing things back to life. For sure. And then even like the drinks, so the names of the drinks and I mean, I'm not a bartender mixologist or anything like that, but it's so fun. So are the bartenders, I mean, I'm sure they're like testing them out with the team prior to, um, you know, making them like you know, putting them on the menu. So what's, I mean, is it just so, can you go into like more depth of just like when you're really like putting it all together and as a team, you're kind of in like those final stages of getting, getting things ready. What, what are the emotions around that? Yeah. So I wouldn't say we have like two separate teams, but I would say we have like marketing and design and all that sort of team, which would be like me, Maya, Steven, Steven's kind of our budget man. So he's, he's the one with the card. And then Scott and his, he has two bartenders that he works with consistently right now. Um, he had to hire two more, like he keeps having to hire people on just because we have to be open more and, um, so many different directions. And so they honestly create all the drinks. Sometimes like we'll have a, a fun idea for something, but honestly, they are so creative with that. I know that Scott does like search, like, you know, through old cocktail books, what he's done in the past. So he's been a bartender for a long time um, and he has great skill. And every single time he makes something new, it's kind of crazy. If you think about it, he's made over a hundred different cocktails um, all in the span of like just a little over a year. And every single one is amazing and tastes different. Um, another thing with the conductor club stuff too is the presentation. So like, you know, when you go to a normal bar, which I mean, we market for normal bars too, Herbert House and Pierpont's. Yes, it comes in a pretty glass, but the way that conductor club presents their cocktails is usually something really amazing. Um, and Scott is amazing about that. It's so like the next one he's, he's brainstorming about that. And 
we also have like great personalities that also bring out your cocktails. And so towards the end, I would say like, so since we're always kind of thinking of like the next theme while we're doing a certain theme, they kind of take that week or like their downtime, say we close at midnight, the bartenders will get together and taste cocktails for the next one. So it's kind of always moving. Um, and that's how they brainstorm. I definitely think it's really fun. And honestly, we don't get to, we usually don't try them until the first opening weekend. So I'm usually always there opening weekend uh, to try them and see the presentation, get the photos and all that sort of stuff. Maya definitely helps with all that stuff too now since I since I'm not there 24 7 but yeah and so kind of going back to you know the first like real themed pop-up being um being the Christmas pop-up was there anticipation that it was going to be such a hit and that this space would be continued to use as a pop-up space or was it just kind of a hey we're going to test out the Christmas theme we'll see how it goes and, and kind of take it from there Definitely the latter. I had no idea. Like I would say in, in November when we were making this, I was like, oh, fine, we're going to do a Christmas bar. Like maybe we'll do it again next year. I don't think any of us really thought like, especially that November, right before we started in 2020. Okay, guys, we're going to do this, rotate it every six to eight weeks. Like, let's make a plan now. I think after that first wave and we're like, wow, we can't have open like reservations, all of our reservations book within five minutes. Then we're kind of like, okay, this, this could be something cool. Obviously our space is pretty small and so, and we're in a historic building, so there's not really a way for us to get bigger. Um, so I think it also adds to like the exclusivity of it. And I would say we definitely didn't know it was going to be what it is, but it's been so much fun being able to continue on the ride. And so far it has not died down and you just got to keep coming up with fun new ideas. <laughs> yeah. You said that reservations fill up within five minutes and you are not exaggerating mean that. I've seen on Instagram before, even when I've tried to make reservations before that now, you know, reservations are opening kind of at a certain time prior to the weekend and mm-hmm. reservation as, as the conductor club has gained popularity and more people are learning about, I mean, reservations are booking up in less than 10 minutes. And it, that's so cool to see. And it's so awesome that Kansas city is just continuously like supporting this bar that yeah, with, with the rotation, I, I'm the themes you guys are doing are so fun. I, I, I think everyone is like on the edge of their seat all the time waiting to see what the next theme is. Yeah, it's been pretty, well, I would say at the very beginning, this is like an interesting thing about reservations. So at the very beginning, we didn't have open tables right now. We use open table. Um, the first pop-up we were just DMing and it would take, like, I was the one responding and I was filling in like an Excel document of who's coming when. And so it was very like low budget, like low organization, honestly. And we got so many people in and it ran so smoothly, but it definitely was like not the best way to spend my time eight hours a day. And so now that we have open table, it's been a lot more easy to like be able to release the reservations. And so I actually do set up the shifts and and all that sort of stuff. And I am the button pusher of like open and it's, it can be an, an anxiety filled morning sometimes at 10 AM, uh, but it's always so much fun. It's kind of like a game. Like we all kind of sit at our computer and we're like, okay, what's that date look like? And it's seriously just like pops up in your face, like reservation, book, 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 book. And then people are obviously um, messages on Instagram, like, oh, bum, I didn't get in. And so those mornings are like crazy for us too. I know you guys are all are waiting. So so much for it. And we seriously appreciate it so much every single time. I think it brings all of us so much joy. Um, and like, oh my God, can we like expand this place to be three times bigger so everyone can come? Um, but yeah, we are tremendously grateful for Kansas City and everything they've showed us. Every single time they come to, they get so excited, all the photos and 
I mean, it's been great. I, we have um, Yelp and OpenTable. Sometimes when I need a little pick me up, I go look at our reviews and I'm like, wow, look at all these amazing reviews and people are really loving it. So that's kind of a little motivation to keep going and keep being creative. But. Yeah. And so now with the reservation, can you explain a little more what the actual reservation process is like now, now that like I said, you obviously were doing or you were using Excel and now using open table, how far in advance are reservations being opened for the weeks that they're available? Yeah. So right now, so we've kind of gotten a rotation of about one week in advance and then like two weeks will open at a time. Um, so right now we've been opening on Fridays and we kind of have like a, like a funky schedule, this upcoming one, just because we're going to have like way less downtime. So you'll be seeing announcements soon. We kind of, well, we do like to announce all of our stuff on Instagram. Um, that kind of like adds to the exclusivity. And it's like, if you want to know, you, you got to know, but, um, it's still the same on open table and it is a manual push. So it's not like open tables just doing it. But another thing to remember is when I manually push it, open table would be the one that crashes and not us, which we have sometimes that, that problem. And we've also worked with open table. So we'll have calls and like, how can we make this more efficient for our guests? Cause we want to get everyone in like at the perfect times too. So it's, it's honestly a huge puzzle just with how small our space is finding times that work for a group of two or a group of four and like maximizing that space. So we've had calls with, with them and they're like, I, I've never seen something so crazy. Granted, we are a small, small restaurant with the max capacity of like 40 people. Um, but yeah, we do our very best to make sure that every single spot is filled, honestly, the whole time we're open from five to midnight. And it does open at 10 a.m. is what we normally do. And I we always recommend to check, obviously, a few days, but also a few times and different people, like amounts of people. So say like, oh, I think six of my friends are going to come. Well, if you don't know, and they, there might only be a slot for four, you, granted, you can't go add two people later, but you're like, okay, I definitely want to go with my boyfriend and my sister or whatever. Like, let's see if there's three spots available and then there might be. So that's like another way to check. Cause it's not going to show you anything if it doesn't have the exact amount of seats ready for you. And we're just not really a space that can pull up a chair because we're so small. I, to be totally honest, when I've made reservations, I don't even tell anyone I'll just make reservation for two on a day at a time. And then just start asking people, okay, who's yeah. available, who hasn't been, or if there was someone that I was, you know, a friend I was texting about the theme or something, I'll just kind of make it and be, say, hey, I have a reservation Friday night at 10. Do you want to come? And that is personally how I do it. But yeah, I know obviously that's not like everyone's ideal, but hot tip for anyone wanting to uh, know how to get in that that is personally what has worked best for myself. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. And so, and then in terms of the themes, how far in advance are you planning out themes? So I know you have another theme that's coming up in the next few weeks, but how far in advance are you guys picking the theme? And, and then obviously I want to get into how you pick the themes, but just the general timeline of what's, how far in advance do you have to plan out? Yeah, so this is like our second year, I would say, kind of planning out the year and we do kind of go by season. So last year, I would say we planned like all in February where we're like, okay, we're going to try to do this one this time and like at least go with a direction um, and we've done the same thing this time. So I would say it was in January or so we planned out at least how many we were doing in a general theme. Like we were going to have a spring theme, summer theme, fall theme, and then like a Christmas theme. Now, based on like the actual themes, um, like, so right now we have how many we're going to be doing in like the timeline for the rest of the year. 
Um, but for the actual themes, we have a few ideas. I would say at the beginning of the year, well, at the beginning of each year, we kind of like, what's fun? Like, what do you think Kansas City would be? And we have different demographics too. Like Maya and myself, were in our 20s, Stephen and we're girls. <laughs> Stephen and Scott, they are in their 30s. And so they have a different demographic in their guys. Um, and then we also kind of pull like our family and friends in Kansas City that are not exactly our demographic, but people that we know still will come. So there's always going to be a bunch of different like things as like, you know, if someone likes the office or someone likes friends and if someone likes home alone, you know, all those different things. So um, I would say that's kind of how we like brainstorm. And then we all kind of all get together. I would say the core three of us, me, Scott and Steven kind of decide which ones we're actually going to do. And sometimes they do evolve. They're like, okay, if we kind of test this out, I know Scott sometimes, um, I think it was when we were doing Tiki last year, he was kind of putting out feelers for Wonka and people got super excited about it. And so we're like, okay, like, let's do it. Um, so for my planning purposes, I focus on the next theme or the next two themes at a time. Um, and we kind of doing like, well, we kind of do our buying during like, like right now we have the spring theme and I'm doing the buying for like the next two themes and like the sketches and all that sort of stuff. And then being remote, are you like traveling back with a bunch of stuff that you're making in your home right now in Colorado for, for the theme? So sometimes for Christmas I did, um, and I always fly Southwest, so I get two free bags, but I honestly try to do my best for things to be created that week that I'm there or um, not as, it, it kind of depends. Like we have a decent amount of DIY things. Um, if I think it'd like be fun to make something custom, but then also like we have um, Maya joined our team around Christmas time this last year. And she's been awesome about thrifting in Kansas city. And so it has been definitely an adjustment compared to last year, but so far it's been working fine. And honestly, a lot of the stuff I do is online, like the graphics and ordering and I'll sketch everything out. And when I'm there, it's like the actual go time. Like everyone's on the same page. Like, let's put this all up. We ordered it all. It's all in the office and it's just time to put it up. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Are there are there themes that you guys have started working on? And then when you kind of get are getting down to details, realize maybe the theme isn't gonna work out the way the way you thought? I would say every single time the week that so like I usually I come in with a plan like of what each wall looks like and what what the sketches are like and whatnot. Every single week it definitely changes. Like when I come there that wall ends up being something different, which is totally fine. We usually have all the stuff to make that happen. Um, but we get kind of, when we all get into the room, the theme, I wouldn't say adjust, like it's still the same concept, but the actual decor was like, oh, we didn't think about that. Like, let's try to throw that up and see what it looks like, which is kind of hard to do when it's kind of like the mindset that we've gotten into that we kind of have to test it out during that literally one or two weeks that we have because we can't really test it out because the conductor club is already open with the separate themes or like will that look good there honestly I don't know until the first week when we have that week to put it all up so I would say they normally don't adjust too much like the full concept of the theme but we always kind of have like a direction like I would say Love Shack had, had a direction and then we went towards like music and then we're like hey like let's like fully focus on that. So it doesn't always start like that. Like right now we have the rest of the year planned. Yeah. I, like I said, it's such a cool for anyone who hasn't been, it's so cool to go and see like how creative you guys get I me. Mean, I think that's really one, if not the biggest wow factor of coming in and seeing how decorated everything is. You guys do not half-ass anything. I mean, it is like all out and even people getting really into the themes. I, I, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure she posted on Instagram, but I was actually at the Wonka bar when there was a girl who dressed up as an Oompa Loompa. And I was like, that's genius. 
I yeah. think it's awesome that people are getting like that into the themes. I think it shows how much fun the bar is and how, yeah, it really keeps people coming back. Yeah. And honestly, just like a theme in general, I think is so fun. I mean, like Christmas, everyone's always putting their ugly sweaters on and all that sort of stuff. But even like Tiki last year, we saw people are putting their floral uh, Hawaiian shirts on and uh, Wonka was super fun. And I'm trying to think Alice in Wonderland. Honestly, I've seen some people, people are like wearing their Alice in Wonderland-esque like tea party dresses, which has been cute. There was one, it might've been around Halloween or something. That's like always a fun time to dress up. So people are dressing up in, in all the hats and wonk gear um so are you able to say what the next theme is so right now we are running a prom theme and the name is forever young and um it's gonna be super super fun there's so many different like spins on it I know not everyone went to prom and it's not it wasn't maybe for everyone especially a disco ball behind me which there will be disco balls in there so it's kind of like an adult version, an adult version of prom with like the fun drinks and, you know, spike the punch and all that sort of fun stuff. And it also gives people an excuse to dress up or just be cheesy and take photos. And but yeah, prom should be super fun. And then we're running that one for just a short amount of time. So we won't have as much. We're norm, So we're normally open six to eight weeks. This one's actually only going to be open five weeks. So this one will be a shorter one. And then since everyone loved Tiki last year, we are bringing a version of Tiki back. So the summertime, we will have Tiki going on. There's not an official name for it yet, but we'll let you know when when that's announced. Yeah, the prom is so fun. I just had like a total flash in my head of people dressing up like 80s prom and kind of using it as an excuse to like, I just like pictured a bunch of girls coming with like teased hair and like the big frilly prom dresses I don't know if that's like at all what the image is but that's totally what my what my brain is is thinking yeah no definitely um 80s is like I mean 80s and 90s and 2000s I think are like super fun things to dress up for so that's kind of the vibe that we went for with the prom um another thing that I was kind of thinking of with prom it's like okay right right now proms are kind of going on all spring and summer so hey maybe like your kids are going to prom that night you might as well just go to prom yourself too so parents you know prom prom night for the adults while, while your kids go <laughs> to their prom. So what are some of the drinks on the menu for this theme? Okay. So the drinks themes for this pop-up bar are kind of like a yearbook theme. And so we have some that are most likely to become president, most athletic, and so kind of those senior superlatives. Cutest couple is our shared cocktail. And so there's so many fun things that um, Scott and his team has come up with that are very prom-esque. And even just like, it kind of gave us a fun excuse to, you know, make a teacher's pet with a little bit of like an apple spin, you know? Um, So Scott's super creative with that. And I think he did for So for the cutest couple drink, he's kind of spiking the punch with a little flask. So that presentation will be really fun. Um, They always come up with fun ideas and delicious cocktails. So yeah, it's definitely an Instagrammer's dream. Like every drink is like so visually appealing as well. And I feel like there's always a drink that like with the love potion, there was this whole like mixing of the drinks. and, And I feel, yeah, it's, it's so fun to see sort of what people are ordering. And I will also admit that I have definitely ordered before and asked like, what is the most Instagrammy drink on the menu? And I mean, every drink is so good. Every drink I've ever had there is like, it, it's just like a trip on your taste buds. 
And, but I've totally asked like, what is the Instagrammer's dream? Like which drink is like the most out there. And so it's, it's so fun to see how that changes every theme. Yeah. I, um, would be definitely a person that asked that too. So I, I think that having myself and my on the team, the people that do those sorts of things kind of help us direct, um, in that way, especially like with certain areas, at least in the space where like, where are people going to take a photo? What are people going to take a photo of? how cute does the cocktail look? And so I totally get that, that vibe. And I think that we kind of bring that to the bartenders because they don't always think that they definitely want it to taste good. And we're like, okay, but it also has to look good. And they've definitely run with it. I would say we've all learned and grown so much, especially in that aspect, but yes, they're all Instagrammable. And I asked the same question. So (laughs) one of, uh, one of my favorite drinks I've had so far was the Willy Wonka theme. And it was the drink that came in a mason jar shaped like like a, a teddy bear, so like a gummy bear, and the straw was edible. And it was so funny. I was sitting there with my friend, and I was like, "You guys really think of everything, like the detail, the attention to detail that your team has for the bar definitely does not go unnoticed. Especially, I'm so detail oriented as a person in general, like professionally and personally." And it's so fun. I, f- I feel like I always sit there almost awkwardly and I'm like trying to look at to see what everyone else ordered. Probably looks like I'm staring at people, but I'm just so curious what the drinks look like. And yeah, just I I'm really applaud you and your team for like every little thing that you guys think of and how all out you go for each of the themes. Yeah, thank you. It's it's always super fun. I would say Scott is amazing at making those like little details in the drinks and we're like, okay, what kind of pick can we use with this one to like skewer the fruit? Um, when I do the designs, I try to like do little things that people aren't going to notice. And then like when they do, I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. I think it was Home Alone. I did like screenshots from the movie on each clip. Like, so well for Home Alone, we had um, quotes from the movie of Home Alone and I screenshotted the exact movie like scene that they said those things in and put them like right next to the menu and I had like a few people that reached out to me and I was like oh, I'm just so good at least one person saw those little tiny things that I'm like that someone will know this if you ever want suggestions for themes I might not be a part of your team but I definitely have thought of suggestions I don't know if you guys ever open suggestions to oh, to the public but I've there have definitely been some themes where maybe it's because I saw something on Instagram or even like in movies and I true I've sat down and like, oh my gosh, that would be such a fun bar just because I know you guys would be able to do like the most with it and make it the coolest thing ever. Yeah, no, we're always open to people letting us know what their thoughts are. We also do like follow and like have relationships with all the other pop-up bars in Kansas City, which there has been like a decent amount pop up within the last couple of years. So something that we like, like, we don't want to have to like do the same thing as someone too. So we're always looking at like, what did someone else do? Oh, that was super cool. But like they did awesome. So we're going to try to like go a different direction. Um, Christmas is kind of like a different one. That's why we were like, okay, how can we make our Christmas bar different than just like Christmas threw up in here. Um, so yeah, we're always open to people's suggestions on all the seasons, all the themes. We love all the other Kansas City bars too. And another thing for anyone who hasn't been to the Conductor Club, it almost has this speakeasy vibe because you go and check in at Pierpont's and then you go like up an elevator. And the first time I went, there was another couple, uh, I think on the elevator with us and this woman was like, I never knew there was an elevator back here. And where do all these floors go? 
And it's funny because I used to be a portrait photographer part-time. And so I think I just know Union Station really well from like other jobs and just having been on all these different floors. But yeah, it kind of has this like secret speakeasy vibe to it, especially because it's on the second floor and it's not, it's not visible from like the main, the main area where most people are in Union Station. So yeah, it's cool to, especially given Kansas history with prohibition and speakeasies, it's kind of cool to have another like speakeasy vibe bar. Yeah, that was definitely one of our, at least that's like the direction we kind of try to take with things. Um, when we originally act actually didn't have like the idea to keep having pop-ups we were going to just kind of have it like as a cocktail bar speakeasy vibe um the, the pop-up bar was so successful that we're like we might as well write this out this is fun but yeah we have like well we have I guess one door which is a window but otherwise there's no windows in there there's also like another door which I'm sure people have seen uh, and I've only been up that stairwell one time so there's just so many different rooms uh in Union Station I think I think the elevator that you're on I think it goes up to floor seven all those places you have to have badges to get to, obviously, and they unlock like level two and level three uh, for us, like when we're open. But yeah, Union Station's a crazy cool place and we're just happy to be a part of it. So with having to juggle so many like themes at once and kind of always having to, you know, focus on what's going on now, but also looking in the future, what are some of the biggest struggles that come with, you know, and as you, as we mentioned, you're not just handling conductor club, you're also doing Pierpont's and Hereford House. So what are some of the struggles that come with juggling all of that? I think a struggle is, especially like, I mean, in my position, I work with all three brands and Hereford House and Pierpont's are obviously like our huge brands and they honestly drive a lot of butts and seats is what we say. Um, and so they make us the most money, even though Conductor Club is so, so fun. I can't dedicate like, you know, all my time to that. Um, so I think sometimes that's a bit of a struggle. Like I would love to go thrifting and and do DIY crafts all day, but in the end, like we are a business and this is kind of like our little side baby. So I'd say that would be a struggle. Like sometimes I wish I could devote all my time to it, but you know, you can't do that when when you have a, a job that that brings in the money. But I'm trying to think of another struggle. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like the creativity is as much of a struggle. I think that that is like the fun part of it. Sometimes the execution, we're like, hey, this is so cool. But I mean, we're not engineers and we're not contractors. And so sometimes like we bring in our friends or like our buddies that know how to like build things or we just try it out and see if we can do it. Um, so that's usually a challenge the week of or a few weeks leading up to it, but we usually get it done. But yeah, we, we, we always have big ideas and sometimes we're like, okay, now we have to sit back. How can we do that? And who's gonna be on the team to get it done? <laughs> Having to wear so many hats at once, I'm sure it can just be like overwhelming sometimes trying to make sure they're, you know, get, getting everything done, especially as you, you know, mentioned multiple times, it really kind of comes down to like a two week period because you don't have the leisure of, oh, we'll test this out in a few weeks if it, if it's not going right, or if we want to pivot. So you, it, there's definitely sort of that need for um, being comfortable working on a time crunch. <laughs> Yeah, and definitely. I mean, even with like our pop-ups, yes, we have like opening weekends. I know like, I mean, for most bars and stores and I think Kansas City, you'll have an opening weekend, you'll feel things out. When we have an opening weekend, that's like, we're already game time. Like you don't really have time to like test out if that drink looks good or like did this menu work well. So we kind of um, try to test all those things before, at least with it, like with our internal group, like we have a decent sized corporate team that works with Hereford House 
and Pierpont's and Conductor Club, as in like people that are in accounting and like, you know, just our small own small little focus group of people that would come to the Conductor Club that aren't just marketing people. Um, so we definitely always pick all their brains too. Yeah, for sure. No, it's awesome that I said such a team operation and everyone, you know, is, is contributing. So, so that's awesome. And so typically this is sort of the part of the podcast, uh, the segment I'd get into like life in Kansas city, but you recently moved to Colorado, but I still am going to ask you prior to moving, what were some of your favorite things about living in Kansas city? Yeah. So I loved Kansas city. I moved there right after graduation in 2018. Um, I first lived down in Overland park and it was nice and quiet and I loved living by myself down there. And then for the last two years that I was in Kansas city, I lived on the plaza. So I would say that was like my stomping grounds and I loved the plaza. I would say like some of my favorite parts about Kansas city, honestly, were the food scene And it was always evolving too, though. So I think that was like really interesting to see places popping up. And even like during 2020, it was crazy to see how much the the city came together. And then we we were in the restaurant industry too. And I had never been in the restaurant industry before. And it was like one month into my job and like all the restaurants shut down. And I was like, oh God, this is scary. Um, But the kindness and the camaraderie of Kansas City was something that I really loved. Also, like all my friends were there and there was just so, there's so many places to like go out, meet people. My favorite, thrift, <laughs> my favorite thrift store in Kansas City is definitely Blessings Abound in Overland Park. It's on like 103rd in Metcalf. And so a ton of our glassware came from there. They also have so much furniture. Um, I think it's a church run organization. And so they're not open like all the hours. I think they, they close at six on the weekdays, four on Saturdays, and they're like closed on Sundays. So like you have to be able to go in like the middle of the day. But anyways, that's my favorite thrift store. And I always find good stuff there. And there's also a couple other Salvation Armies that I would hit up in Johnson County. But those are my favorite thrift stores, even for clothes and anything. <laughs> That is always a good tip. I know uh, there are a couple of local influencers who are really big into thrifting. And it's one of those things I think you have to have so much patience and an imagination because you, when you see something, I think kind of in like a cluttered room or around things that maybe doesn't go with, it's really hard to envision it in a separate space. But then on Instagram, I'll watch reels of people thrifting and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so, why don't I see these things? And then I go to thrift stores and I'm sure all that stuff or similar stuff is in front of me. And I just am not as good as having like the vision of being like, oh, like I see this now, but this is what it could be or where it would fit. Yeah. It definitely takes patience and you have to enjoy it. Like some people don't like thrifting. You kind of have to be in the mood for it too. And so I can't like go, I'm going to go thrifting for glassware on this day. Because if you go into a mindset where you're like, I need to find glassware today, you're probably not going to find it. It kind of just happens to you. So if you're always open to finding it on Facebook marketplace, we've gotten a few things too, but yeah, you have to like thrifting. And my, my Instagram is also filled with thrifting reels. (laughs) Or when you come back to Kansas city, uh, in the period when you're getting ready for the new, the new themes, are there any restaurants that you're like, Oh, I'm back in Kansas city. I definitely have to go to, or anything that you're like, okay, I'm here for two weeks. I have to, I have to go to this place. So first of all, when I come back to Kansas City, I always stay at Hotel Phillips um, because we have a relationship with them and I can just like jump on the streetcar and go to work at Union Station. So I'm trying to think of, okay, actually one thing since moving to Denver that we don't have is white queso. So I have been missing margaritas, white queso, which is like so random, but they have amazing white queso that I try to get when I'm back. Well, since my stomping grounds were the plaza Zocalo was also a number one that I would always go to. So 
I'll go back to Zocalo a few times. And there's also like all the crossroads breweries. That's like where we would definitely spend our summers. And so when I'm back, I'm also super close to it. So yeah. And stay at Hotel Phillips. Have you, there is a speakeasy in the basement PS, but have you been to PS before? Yeah. So I went, it was when I still lived in Kansas city. I haven't been since I like keep traveling back. So I went, it was probably in 2021, I would say actually maybe 2020. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. Honestly, normally when I go back, I work like 12 to 14 hour days and I'm there. So I'm a little tired. And so I usually just go to my hotel room, but, um, yeah, no, it's super cool. And also like hotel Phillips, they also have Taver, Tavernona there. And actually they have like amazing muscles. I had them last time I was there and they have good cocktails. Yeah. So with like how much you do for the conductor club, do you ever go into other bars and you're like, Hmm, if I designed this or like lettering and stuff like that, like, do you see things and you're like, if I could speak to someone and give some suggestions. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely think since just like being in the restaurant industry too, like any other, I mean, my first job out of school was in dental. So like, I really wasn't thinking about dental outside of work with this job honestly, like I think about it all the time. I can't go to a restaurant without looking at the menu and, you know, kind of critiquing where they put the dollar sign or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, definitely always crosses my mind now. And I think it makes you better too. Like you're looking at it's like, Oh, this person does an amazing job. Like we also, there's so many places in, in Kansas city and like in Denver here that have amazing marketing teams and amazing graphic designers. And so, I don't want to say like we're going to steal from them, but there's great inspiration all around. And even going out to restaurants, I kind of do it more now as like research. And, you know, it's like, I can go eat out now because I'm working, right? (laughs) I'm sure it's easy to like pull inspiration from so many different places, especially with having so many themes and you're wanting to keep things different and not look like you're just like slapping a new theme on the same font. So I'm sure it's, yeah, I Again, kind of going back to the attention to detail, I, I feel like if I were in your shoes, I would for sure always be like taking pictures of like random things here and there and being like, oh, like that looks really nice. Like, I wonder if I can put my own spin on it or recreate it in some way that matches what, what the new theme at Conductor Club is. Yes, our teams, we use Microsoft Teams and it's always blowing up at all times of the week of, of random ideas that we get. So we're always thinking about work. I mean, on all of us, not, I mean, definitely I would say my boss is always, always coming up with ideas. He's like, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, and like anytime I'm shopping for anything, you know, it's like, oh my God, these napkins are so cute. So it just never leaves the brain. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been shopping and you find something and you're like, this doesn't match any themes we've talked about, but like it gives you an idea for maybe a potential theme in the future? I'm being honest, I try to focus on my two in front of me because if I didn't, I would have like 300 ideas and like nothing would get finished. <laughs> but there's always those things right now. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say easy, but like right now, Tiki and like tropical stuff is out. And honestly, it came out like a couple months ago. And so we are always thinking ahead like enough where we don't want to want to miss out on things. So like for Love Shack, we were buying when they put like stuff out in December. Because if you waited until like the week we were actually opening or whatever it was, like everything would have been gone. And I mean, there's all, if like we do have like a set set theme that we know we're going to do something and we're like, wow, that's like super dope or whatever. And it's from a thrift store specifically. If it's like Amazon, like I can get Amazon whenever. But if it's from a thrift, thrift store, I'm like, okay, we might need to snag that, which we do that sometimes. 
I was going to say, I am definitely a shopaholic. And so I feel like it would be hard for me to like have like tunnel vision to focus on a certain thing. So I feel like I'd be like, that could be cool for in two years, or this would be cool if we eventually do something like that. So I applaud you for focusing on what you have to focus on, especially when it comes to thrifting. (laughs) It's a focus, but also open-mindedness too. Cause like thrifting, as I kind of said earlier, if you only have like one motivation, I honestly carry a list because you can get so distracted when you're in there. And sometimes it's fine to get distracted. Like, okay, that's cool. Like we can do this, but let me go back to my list. Like, did I even look in all the sections that I was supposed to be looking in or not yet? (laughs) So the current theme is prom. You said it's only going on for five weeks, which is shorter than the typical time of of the themes that the conductor club does. So when will the next set of reservations come out for the current theme? So for the current theme prom, we have two reservations open right now, and we will release the two remaining ones this upcoming Friday, the 21st. And so you should see some more on the 21st. And then we will also announce the next theme within the next couple of weeks too. So you will see some exciting stuff about Tiki, but the actual direction we're going to go with it. Um, And then when that actually is opening, which will be the summer, we definitely want it to be like a fun summer theme. Awesome. Well, yeah, I can't wait to see what your guys take on the tiki theme is especially because I thought the home alone bar was so smart and such a great like kind of still you know still capturing that Christmas theme but I mean just that movie is so iconic and for people I mean especially like I grew up with that movie it's I watch it every year on Christmas like it is a and I think a lot of people sort of have that tradition so it was so fun and just exciting to see the direction you guys took that. So I'll be really excited to see where you take the Tiki theme and sort of your team's unique spin on that theme. Yeah, it should be fun. We have a lot of fun stuff planned for the year. And oh yeah, there's tons of stuff that are coming up and um, a great team with us. And we'll be back and always announcing on Instagram and sticking with Open Table. And it's where you can pretty much find anything you want to know. We're also on Facebook too. It all posts there, but for reels and stuff, they just go on Instagram. And I mean, I love Instagram, so. <laughs> Me too. So yeah, for anyone who doesn't follow um, the Instagram, it's Conductor Club KC. Yep, right? yep, okay. yep, at Conductor Club KC. And we also like love when people tag our location or just tag us in their photos. So I'm the one that's looking through all the photos too and we'll repost you. I'll ask if it's like, okay, if we repost you. So we definitely love like when you tag us, tag Union Station and stuff sometimes give you a like um and same with Pierponts all of our food is done by our Pierpont chefs and they honestly have a ton of fun with that because they don't always get to like make fun new things and so it's not just fun for ourselves in the cocktail cocktail bar Pierponts gets to have fun I think for mad tea party they did like little tea sandwiches and like mushrooms and then they had something from for love shack and all that sort of stuff um so yeah prom shouldn't be any different neither with tiki and they'll have fun too with the snacks and the apps For sure. Well, yeah. So anyone who is not following the Instagram, I highly recommend even like just like how mesmerizing and cool it is to see the reels and the drinks and the menu items. I mean, like I said, I, I have no shame in admitting that before I go, I will like stalk the Instagram. I'll even see what people have tagged to say, okay, like what drink is most visually 
appealing and, and kind of go from there. So it's just a fun, I mean, the, the bar is so fun and the Instagram account is also really fun to follow. So everyone be sure to, to follow that. And then anything else coming up with um, Pierpont or Herford house that you want to get into? Well, specifically for Pierpont's, which is just right downstairs, we always have tons of fun events. Um, we have wine tastings every first and third Friday, and they are so much fun. They're $30, $30 you get five tasting pours. I would seriously go to every single one with my friends. I would drag all my friends. Well, not drag because they wanted to go <laughs> um, to all the wine tastings that Pierpont's puts on. Our wine director, Michael, is awesome. He knows his stuff and you'll learn a ton and like taste great wines. So we always have those all summer, like all year long. Also at Pierpont's, we have like chef tasting menus. So there's always like new fun menus that you can come try and those rotate like every four weeks. So we honestly are trying to do a lot of things that bring people in, like not just for the same old, same old, like something new that our chefs who are amazing, like they're like some of the best in Kansas City are coming up with. And then, well, we always do something fun for both Pierpont's and Herford House for holidays and stuff. So we just did something for Mother's Day and then we'll do things for the Derby. We also did things for Easter and all that sort of stuff. So if there's like one of those events, like Father's Day, and you want to bring your dad for a steak, we're a great place for that. It's patio season. Three of our locations, um, three of our Herford House locations have patios, the one in Shawnee, Leewood, and Zona Rosa. And we have an amazing happy hour that's available three to six every day, even the weekends. Um, and so having that on the patio, we have great drinks. That's So Scott, who makes all the cocktails for the Conductor Club, also creates all the cocktails for Conductor Club, Pierpont's, and Hereford House. So if you love his cocktail creations, I'm sure you'll love them at Hereford House. So for sure, go try it. He always rotates them. I think we had five new ones within the last couple of months. So definitely go check those out. I think my favorite is right now at Hereford House. My favorite is the grilled pineapple margarita. It's good. That sounds so good. Usually I'm a spicy margarita person, but that sounds really good. Yeah. And he always has like a Cosmo and Jezebel Martini, I would say is my favorite at Pierpont's. So yeah, there's always tons of cocktails and we have amazing executive chefs that have been around for years at Hereford House. Hereford House has been around since 1957. So like we're a staple in Kansas City. And I think the biggest thing that we kind of are pushing for Hereford House is we have so much like new and exciting stuff. It's not just that that same old, same old thing that you had your grandparents take you to like back in the day. Like we have amazing new appetizers. We rotate our menu frequently. Um, The person that, or the executive chef that does Pierpont's menu also does Herford House. So we're just like one big brand and there's always new ideas flowing and some amazing talent, chefs, cocktail artists, managers. Honestly, everyone is a big family and they're amazing people to work with. And I'm sure you'll love the environment too. Well, awesome. Well, everyone should go check out everything going on at Hereford House, Pierpont's, and obviously Conductor Club. Be sure to set a reminder for when reservations come out for um, the next round for the prom reservations, and then as well for Tiki when that is announced. Thank you again for for being here. It was so great to to hear. I've been a big fan of all of the themes. I think I've only missed. I think I've only missed one theme, maybe two, <laughs> at the Conductor Club. So clearly, I'm a regular. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for being here, everyone. Be sure to go check it out. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram, Casey by Sari, and we will see you next week. Casey Confidential.
Casey's Confidential. Hey, Ooh. Kansas City's best. Ooh, Casey Confidential. School papa pira papa pa Casey's Confidential.